Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tales from the Podcast is brought to you by the following generous sponsorships. House of Mysterious Secrets. Visit houseofmysterioussecrets.com and use the discount. Tales from the Podcast is brought to you by the following generous sponsorships. The Happy Hour News Team. Check them out at www.happyhournewsteam.com. Talesfromthepodcast.com, where you can pick up your copy of Tales of Shock and Terror, number one. The Skewered Universe Podcast. And viewers like you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tales from the Podcast. I am your de facto host, Uncle Ron, and I'm still laid up with my bum legs. So I'm doing this from the couch. And with me this week, as always, is Jeff. Jeff, where is the salt for my fucking shortbread? I just don't have any for you. I want to know where's my shortbread, though. I think it's in your pants. There That's you go. Right. <laughs> uh, we got a great show. We're going to talk about episode five of Dark Place, uh, Scotch Mist. And also, we're going to be joined in just about maybe 10 seconds here uh, by our guest this week. Did you have a good week? That's right. You know, I, it was busy. 
It was very busy. My it was week. Very weird week. It was a very weird week. The guy at the comic shop, um, he has a, a woman coming in from the Philippines. He's going to marry, but none of us think it's going to happen. So oh, wow. I obviously took off all of Wednesday, so I can be there to to make sure when she comes in, I can say to her, "Look, uh, I, I shaved today. If you need a place to sit down, just to drive." <laughs> Uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest this week. Uh, if, if you Let's know that GB's not here, um, uh, so there's no short jokes, there's no Jason Blum hate, there's no Dean Kane love. So uh, it's it's he's going to hear this and he's going to get so pissed. But you know what? I don't care. I don't he let care. the inmates run the asylum, man. It is he what did, it is. He really you know? did. So let's go ahead and bring up our guest this week, uh, Steve. Moore. Do it. Steve, uh, how's it going, Steve? Hey guys, I'm I'm doing just absolutely wonderful and i love dean kane and i hate jason blum and then so basically what's going on is oh. gonna, uh, <laughs> so yeah but uh thanks for being here now if you don't know steve he is the director of the sawyer family massacre uh which you can watch on youtube and you have a new project tell us a little bit about on the scene sure it's uh it's uh, a psychological style horror film uh that is really kind of meant to put you in the uh, in, into the mental capacity of the antagonist, which is uh, you know something I don't think you, you've really seen very much of. Like you're actually meant to kind of even feel what he feels. It's not so much you know you see what he sees, but you get you get really put into his environment because he's uh, he's a pretty normal person that just had the worst freaking day of his life, basically. And uh, yeah, he just uh, he he goes on this massive downhill downward spiral and uh things get really really crazy that uh i I noticed when i watched the trailer that he kind of like the way you hear his voice and everything like that he kind of reminded me of um i guess his name is i don't know if they ever actually gave him a name from the original black christmas billy oh billy yeah billy yeah yeah like he kind of gave me that i kind of got that kind of a vibe from it and uh and that's, and that's not a knock because you know bob clark's black christmas is a fucking tent pole oh, of course you know? Classic. i would be i would be lying if i said there was no inspiration from black christmas oh well there you go <laughs> so definitely it's heavily inspired by black christmas probably more than any other film a little bit of halloween would be mixed in as well but i think halloween was inspired by black christmas and you know uh Probably. some classic Hitchcockian yeah. type uh, type films as well, you know. So, um, yeah, it definitely has that kind of vibe. Okay, definitely great. that kind of slasher film for sure. And what made you kind of go from doing the the Sawyer fan film to wanting to do something like this? Because they are technically two very different subgenres of the of horror. Um. I'm just I'm I like psychological stuff, you know, and even like even Sawyer Fa- Sawyer Massacre does have some psychological stuff going on with it for sure, but I definitely feel like uh, my style of filmmaking is more that kind of uh, you know slow burn kind of psychological slasher that makes you makes the audience think. I know a lot of audiences don't want to think too much and they just want blood, blood, blood. Give me more blood. But you know, uh, you're not going to get a lot of that from me. I hate to say it, you know. Well, that's like with the original chainsaw. I remember I was yeah. when I was in when I was in college when you know I, uh, that was dumb. Uh, my psychology <laughs> professor was like, "Oh, that's the bloodiest movie I've ever seen in my life." I was like, "There's no blood in that movie whatsoever." <laughs> no, there really is. I'm like, "No, they, but the name that it, it call it's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre." 
it makes you think it, immediately your brain thinks that there's just like this mountain of yeah. of, of sinew of blood you know what i mean it's like like the 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 you know like somebody's butthole was reminding them of the yeah. the, the elevator doors and the shining before i had finally got to see the original tcm i had always thought oh it's going to be this crazy bloody movie then when i watched it i went i see what hooper did the name is going to make you think you're in for this bloodbath and it's all about what you don't see your mind fills in the blanks yeah. like yeah, you never see her go up on the hook and Oh, that's not now you kind of call that now. Now, since it's X, what are we supposed to call it? Well, I I, I X'd that person. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't get that. That's uh. I don't get it either. Don't, I'm on know. threads now anyway, which it, which gives me um which gives me a lot of mental problems because it reminds me of the movie threads, and then I just <laughs> immediately start picturing like burned out houses and uh, uh, dead babies in women's arms and you know happy stuff. And uh, Colin's here, and he says that, yeah, even the hook scene didn't have blood, if I remember correctly. Same with the original Halloween. John Carpenter was dead set on no blood. That's right. There was no blood yeah. in the original Halloween. The only blood you yeah. saw was on Jamie Lee Curtis's arm after he slashed her, but even that's not that much. Yeah, it's not, not that much. Yeah. yeah. So It's a pretty um, non-bloody film. Yeah. So there you go. And, no, and no I, I, I did psychological. That's Slashers are my, are my big thing. I just love slashers because they're so ridiculous most of the time. But as far as what can get under my skin, it's always a good psychological thriller or horror movie. So that's so it's kind of what I go to. If I want to feel unsettled, I'm putting on something that's going to mess with my head. So Now, you, uh, according to the Indiegogo, you have, or, or, uh, you have, are you done shooting? Or are you just looking for finishing no. funds? Or how's no, that? No, we're just starting. We're really just starting. Uh, we're looking for a production budget right now. Mm -hmm. uh so yeah we've, we're on our second campaign our first campaign we raised well geez i'm canadian so i see it in canadian dollars it was a little over ten thousand canadian and colin, I think colin, colin in the chat's canadian so he'll be able to translate that for us oh there you go yeah so 20, 20 bucks 20 <laughs> no it's that basically that, but not... 20 american dollars that sounds about right <laughs> uh, well, and, do uh... we want to do we want to bring up his indiegogo i can share the screen we can pull it up so people can kind of see it and then we'll put the link uh yeah go ahead bring it up uh do you got it or you want me to try and do it i got it sharing it now could come up i have to turn my lights on and then here, Cornelius. Yeah, I'm not going to start calling hashtag Black Twitter plus <laughs> Twitter Black Black X. Yes, it's Malcolm Twitter. There you go. Taking a second, but yeah, we got it here. So there you go. There we go. Our new our newest <laughs> campaign, is, which is raised over four thousand Canadian dollars, is thirty three something. I think there. Yeah, thirty three, thirty three. Yeah, thirty three dollars. So, that makes sense. Yeah, about that. Much. I think all in all, we've raised a little over ten thousand U.S. Uh, plus, we've had a private investor, which helps. Uh, that helps us offset the budget a little bit. Of course, uh, we're giving up equity for on that on that one, but uh, but uh, you know, overall, we're we've got a good start. We're just uh, we're hoping we can hit our goal in this current campaign so that pre-production can go smoothly and. Uh, and hopefully be able to start filming i'm hoping by probably march of next year uh, originally i wanted to okay. start filming by like october of this year but uh i don't think that's possible at this rate you know we have to it's not just the money but the, you know because i'm spending all this time 
promoting the Indiegogo and doing lots of podcasts. I have no time to, to start pre-production and pre-production should take at least a few months, if not more. So, yeah, Are I think. You, I have think, you cast everybody already? And Have I what? Sorry. Have you cast everyone so far? Or? Uh, everybody except for like smaller roles. And we're reserving a lot of those small roles, roles for uh, people that get the executive producer perks on right. our campaign. Yeah. So, but they're very small, like one-liners sort of, sort of thing. Well, it's a good thing you're not in the states because, well, never mind. <laughs> Stupid sag. Well, well, mind you, we cast a lot of people from from the states. Uh, well, yeah, because they can't get any work uh, <laughs> down here now. Yeah. And here's yeah. the link. Uh, I think you should just be in the chat for sure. that because I am not going to read that out. Um, yeah, go in the yeah. chat. You can get the link. Uh, yeah, that's like speaking Canadian. Um, <laughs> um, also, we have our own language up here. <laughs> much love to much love to my folks in Nova Scotia who got flooded. That oh, was yikes. yeah, that was uh, that's my I'm a huge Trailer Park Boys fan, so Nova Scotia is Me kind too. of like my second home. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, I've never been there, but I I want to go to King of Donair really bad. <laughs> and I want to go I want to go to 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 Tim Hortons. I'm just scrolling here so people can kind of get an idea of what to expect when they go over here. So kind of, I mean, we want you guys to go check this out on your own, but here's like a glimpse. Yeah, we can't do all the work for you. <laughs> yeah, get a glimpse. You know, you can check out our main yeah. page. You can see we've got some good artwork. We have a we've we have an awesome graphic artist that did all. Yeah, this, this stuff I, I looks can't, really cool. I was looking at I this can't earlier. Take any credit for that? <laughs> you know, and three he designed three posters for us. I'm like, geez, I I would have been happy with just one. But he showed me all these designs. Like, I like every single one. We got to sell all of them, you know. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I think they've sold pretty evenly between all three of them as far as the Indiegogo goes. Um, See, so, I mean, I, fast. What's, what's that? See, oh, it's fast. <laughs> Indiegogo goes. Indiegogo goes. <laughs> Indiegogo goes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, he does great work. That's Joe Lawrence of More Sense Designs. He does fantastic graphic work. If anybody needs graphic work, go talk to him. His work speaks for him for itself. I these posters know. are really cool. I like the way these look. I think this one is my favorite just because it's just kind of like, oh, what the hell does this mean? It kind of looks like Rose <laughs> and Jack in the Titanic, except the car. By the way, with that poster, uh, we have a perk on the campaign for that to actually be your hand that we use because he that oh, pose nice. the poster he just used a stock image that he found online and we're gonna we are eventually no matter what gonna replace that stock image so this perk on the campaign to have your hand on the poster it could be yours but your hand could be famous so make sure you don't yeah. have any hangnails <laughs> yeah. no kidding eh? <laughs> yeah oh oh i'm scrolling through some of these and i see own it on vhs that's that's kind of a cool little thing there yeah, I, li I like offering a VHS. You know, I, I made a good contact with uh, Skynet Media. I've been on his YouTube channel once too. It's called Check the Candy. Skynet. Um, yeah. You know, you know Skynet. <laughs> uh, I only know what it does to our our world. <laughs> but yeah, he did. Uh, he did all of our VHS for uh, Sawyer Massacre and. It was funny after we sent them out, after he sent them out and he sent me pictures of the VHS and what they're looking like, I posted them on Instagram. It just blew up and then everybody wanted a VHS. 
just oh, like that, Angel, you know. Uh, Angel Bradford's in the. Yeah, Angel Bradford is cast. Well, we got a fantastic cast. I'll say that we got uh, Felissa Rose. We've got uh, Brett oh, Wagner. Wow. Yeah, a lot, a lot of great Bill Russell there. He's been in a few things. There's me. I'm not in the movie, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, when I interviewed Felissa the uh, long time ago, it, it it just wore down into a 30 minute conversation about penis. So. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Well, I mean, she, that's what she's famous for. Have a being. A yeah, chick, it is. You know, <laughs> to put it eggs, bluntly. You know? <laughs> and uh, and you know what? She does not shy away from it. She embraces. Oh yeah, I know what she did. She's not running away like, oh, say someone like Kevin Bacon was like for the longest time wouldn't talk about being in a horror film. Felissa's like, yeah, I was. So how did I scar you growing up? I'm like, yeah. well, and that's the thing is when I talked to Linda Blair, I asked her, I'm like, what did your parents think about the script when they read it? Because you were like 11 years old. There's no way you got that gig without your parents reading the script first. And yeah. all she talked about was her dogs. But that's neither. Here nor <laughs> um, you know, because she is an animal rights ex, 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 extrovert. Yes. Activist. Jesus fucking Christ. Learn to speak. <laughs> yeah. on. Um, now, when it comes to. Something like Unseen. You said that there were inspirations from Halloween and from Black Christmas, but where did like the initial uh, germ for uh, the the film hit your head? Like, was there a uh, like with with Chainsaw? Toby was in a a, a, a J.C. Penny at yeah. Christmas, and he saw the chainsaws, and uh, and then thought about a way to get out, and then mixed the Ed Gein thing in. Uh, oh yeah. Big up. Big up to Eddie from Wisconsin. Um, and uh, I'm just, what was the germ for you? That kind of it was just, it was just a dream I had. It, I'll be honest, I, I have a lot of weird dreams. It's probably why I love love the new movie uh, Skin Marine so much, uh, and, it, and so many people hate that movie, but I love I haven't it. Seen it yet? <laughs> you haven't seen it yet? Not uh, you'll, I, you'll either love on. it or hate it, but uh, I I really liked it because it felt like a childhood nightmare, and I just remember all my childhood nightmares. So, I mean, I don't know. I had a really weird dream one night and this idea just kind of popped in my head when I woke up and uh, just started writing, you know, and uh, I mean, I think I also drew some inspiration from certain things that happened in my life here and there. You know, there was some you know, not so good stuff. And I mean, I'm not going to be here and say everything in my life has been perfect. And there was never a moment where I thought I could snap or something, you know, so uh i drew inspiration from those little things past relationships i had you know that were not the greatest you know it's it's just uh i kind of took inspiration from a lot but it was but it seriously it was one day I, I woke up from a from a weird weird dream i had and uh i just started writing so kind of like uh kind of like killing joke joker the one bad day there you go we're falling down with Michael Douglas. Falling down. I have yeah. uh, Brett Wagner's made that comparison yeah, a few that's, times that's... after reading the the script. So I I totally agree with him. I see. In my head, I went with you having the strange dreams to writing, you know, whatever came to you. I was liking it to New Nightmare, where Wes Craven was writing the new script based on the nightmares he was having. So that's where my mind. That's cool. Well, I mean, the, yeah, the original Nightmare was based, you know, Freddy Krueger was based on an old bully of his, so. Yeah. You draw inspiration from lots of places, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I like the creative process that way. Well, there you go. Perfect. So go That's... over and support Unseen on Indiegogo. 
Uh, how many more days are left on the campaign? I think we're about halfway through now, so so about 15. We only made a 30-day campaign. I heard that we, if we don't hit our goal, we have that option of extending it now, which they never used to have, but apparently they do. So I'll have to look into that, but I, I'm hoping I don't need it because I want to get start working on pre-production right, so right, right. that you know, I can get all my ducks in a row and we're not going to be taking forever to shoot this thing. So hopefully we can hit it, but... That would be quacktastic if you could. I think so. We're over halfway there, so I think Perfect. we will. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep Perfect. pushing. So go over and support Unseen uh, on Indiegogo. Uh, great cast. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a fantastic film. And now we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to go from first and into second, and we're going to talk just, about episode. Four. There are just a. I pulled up the site again. There are 15 days left on the campaign. So you guys get your asses over there and help support this. Yes. Thing. There you there go. go. Oh, 30 day campaign halfway done. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Halfway done. I think awesome. we're 56% funded at this point. And with Indiegogo, you get to keep yeah. whatever you get. So yeah, it's not like Kickstarter, but yeah, I want a campaign that goes in demand so that I don't really have to really worry about it so much and it can keep raising funds. And it, right. then there's no right. pressure. If I, if I don't have a campaign that's in demand, I got to start another one. It's just, a, I, I'll make the goal really low. The, last time to make sure but uh but man I, i'd rather hit hit it now so i can just get starting to work on the pre-production side you know uh, nailing down my locations and all that kind of stuff which can take a while so no i yeah. oh i totally get that <laughs> i've uh i i used to make films for 13 years so i know all about that oh you know <laughs> last well, go go i did put me in the hospital <laughs> for stress oh I yeah I I it is stress. stressful yeah it's very it stressful is. Yeah, that, that is what I have heard. I have not done anything. I am not a filmmaker or anything like that. I'm just a podcaster. But a, a <laughs> friend of mine does it. Actually, a couple of friends of mine and Ron as well have told yeah. me how stressful oh, it is. We're so. not friends. Not easy. Fine. I did. I did. I did four <laughs> campaigns for the Sawyer massacre. I'll just say that I did four. Wow. Two of them went in demand, wow. but uh, yeah, it was it it was a lot of work. And anybody that thinks that that all the work is just in the beginning state, like setting up the campaign, it's not a set it and forget it. Like we have a kick-ass looking campaign, but if I did nothing, we'd probably raise nothing. So it's uh, right. you got to be promoting it every day. You got to be reaching out to people and doing stuff like this, podcasts, and you know, get people it's talking about it. Constant well, nose to the grindstone. You're just constantly yeah. going. I'll be Definitely. honest with you, it got to a point where people were donating, so I would stop posting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to take their money. You know, That's probably the same with me, too, but uh, I mean, I have no idea because, I mean, you know, I post, I do post a lot. You know, I'm not going to lie. I post a lot of, you know, but you believe in, got to. you believe in what you're, what you're doing. You want to get it done and you have to do everything to get to that point. So you have to be a little annoying but hope you know hopefully at the end of the day people enjoy the final product and it'll all be well worth it that's the goal hopefully enough people enjoyed enjoyed the sawyer massacre to to uh you know to make them want to support our film (laughs) and that's on youtube you can check that out right now um so go watch that it's uh 90 minutes it's uh along the vein of like a never hike alone or or like yeah there you go there you go um, yeah, so you check that out. If you like the if you like the Friday the Thirteenth um, fan films, you'll like this. It's um, 
I mean, well, it's the only Friday the 13th we're getting because of the fucking lawsuit. But, you know, I'm glad that's over with. Um, yeah. So, yeah, check that out. And then let's, we're going to switch gears. We're going to go from first to second and hopefully don't pop the clutch to talk about <laughs> episode five of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, Scotch Mist. Um, I, uh, now, this yeah. is the first time seeing Dark Place, Steve. For what me, you, it is, yes. <laughs> what, what did you think of the show? What were your like? What were your um, initial, uh, initial uh, impressions? My initial impressions are this is really bad on purpose, but I love it. <laughs> that was uh, it was, it was one of those things where you know you know that it's purposely bad. It's meant to to look cheap and and uh, and have some bad acting and and whatnot. But uh, it really really works. This is a definitely a case of. You know, they definitely knew what they were trying to do uh, with this. And uh, I, I really liked it. And I, I'm intrigued to watch more of it. I know there's only six episodes and this is the fifth one. Now, now I have to go back and watch the first four episodes. And... The first episode is a, I'll just be honest with you, it's a shit show, but in the best way. <laughs> yeah. I love it already. <laughs> People showing up getting shotguns that didn't happen five seconds ago and... Uh, flamethrowers and cats just showing up out of nowhere after you see some, yeah it's best to just watch it's yeah good house. if you have yeah. amazon prime it's there or it's also on peacock i found out recently so. oh is it i have amazon yeah. prime i i think it's also although on I, youtube it's also on it, YouTube. yeah it's on youtube yeah. Right? yeah that's how i saw this episode so yeah. yeah it's um but the thing is is it's not the best episode of the six uh, even the sixth episode isn't even as good as the first four, and I and and that's why I think we're. I'm glad we didn't get more because I think we they would have run out of ideas. I mean, yeah, we I have know. yet to we have yet to get the musical sequence <laughs> in the next episode <laughs> where where Dean th where where uh, Thornton Reed raps, which is there hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait to get there, but oh man. <laughs> It's going to be very, very interesting, and that—that's the thing about about this show is uh, that we set up that we're going to talk about the new episode. We're going to talk about Dark Place. What ends up happening is that we end up talking about everything but Dark Place because you can't really comment <laughs> on it because it's a comedy. You know what I mean? And yeah. we we all we love it. We love every episode. Some episodes more than the others, but this always ends up diving into something else. So I'm just going to ask: What's <laughs> has anybody seen anything good lately that they want to talk about? Uh, again, I mentioned it earlier. Skinnerick, I really liked it. I know again, a lot of people hated it, but uh, you know, for me as somebody who uh, again remembers my childhood nightmares, uh, it was like the perfect. It was like the perfect they captured childhood nightmares perfectly. And I think that's why I liked it so much. Uh, but I totally understand why so many people hate it. Cause it's just random shots in a house and you don't see much of anything. Oh, you mean like a nightmare? And, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For a hundred minutes. And you know, oh, it's, oh. but it, and it's very much, you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on throughout this movie. And, uh, and I, I think that's why I like it. I like trying to put the pieces together. I'm one of those people that, likes to analyze stuff and yeah so if you don't I, like I gotta, that i gotta give that one another watch i gotta give it another shot because i turned it off after a little while i was like i just don't i can understand you gotta but have patience to watch I, it for sure i try to give everything a fair shake so i'll go back 
watch it all the way through and see what I come away with. I've heard some people even liken it to, like, if you've had sleep paralysis, this movie kind of feels like that. And I'm like, well, I've had it since I was a kid. Sleep, I've dealt with sleep paralysis my entire life. So we'll we'll see. That's kind of a big thing. (laughs) I'm just waiting because it'll probably end up it'll probably end up on the next season of The Last Drive-In. Yeah, at some point it will. I'm yeah, sure. it'll show up on Joe Bob eventually, and then uh, it can be broken up with his, uh, you know, his back and forth. So, uh, yeah, I Darcy thought- will probably love it, and Joe Bob will probably hate it. Okay, first <laughs> off, I, I love, I love. If, uh, are you a fan of Joe Bob, Steve? I am. I haven't. I mean, I don't. I don't get to watch that show, but uh, obviously, I mean, he was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, and all. And he did a, a shout out for the the Sawyer Massacre on Cameo. Uh, when we uh, had our first camp, first or second yeah. campaign, so that there was pretty go. cool. He does. <laughs> so I he love, does I love Joe Bob. Chainsaw. Yeah, the thing is, I remember when um, they did Dinners of Death and they showed the original Chainsaw, and he brought Darcy over, and he said, "So, do you like this?" And she goes, "Well, I'm about to say something that people might not like, and my <laughs> own my own kid thinks it's sacrilege, but I like the remake better." And his the way his face was just like, "What?" <laughs> And he goes, you mean the one from 2003 with Andrew Borniarski? And she's like, yeah, he scored it up more. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, to each their own, but... Um, well, I mean, when your opinion's wrong, it's wrong. But um, <laughs> I remember meeting I remember meeting Gunnar Hansen at a con, and Ooh, uh, we, we kind of, great guy, we kind of hit it off, and he was showing me, he pulled out his laptop, and he showed me that because if you ever have seen the behind the scenes stuff for Texas Chainsaw 3D, which for my money is the only true sequel to the original. And I will, I enjoyed Texas Chainsaw 3D. I saw it in the theater and I, what I? I and the only thing I don't like is do your thing, cuz that was just kind of like oh. really you you quickly embraced <laughs> like you have only known for a little while in this movie what's going on and all of a sudden you're like yeah I'm cool with you killing everybody yeah so I mean I if you watch the behind the scenes stuff he is talking uh, Gunner's on set because he was in the movie in the very beginning and he he says this is how Andrew Borniarski shuts the door the like the steel door and he goes. Rrr, rrr. And he finally closes it. And this is how you're supposed to shut it. He slams it real hard. And I guess that pissed him <laughs> off. The, the funny thing is, though, is that that wasn't actually Andrew Bernarski that slammed the door. That was Brett Wagner, who's in, in my new film. It wasn't even him, and Andrew Bernarski got pissed off over it. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing about that, though, is that he is he, he got so mad about it that he started making pictures of like people that he kills in Chainsaw and putting Gunner's face on it and sending it out. It's like, are you a child? That's that's pretty ridiculous. I you mean, know, I mean, that's why I quit making movies and now I'm horror hosting instead. <laughs> I mean, plus I can talk about movies, I can entertain people, and I don't have to deal with all the bullshit. I mean, at least Bernarski can do a pretty good Christopher Walken impression. No, you know what he yeah, can really do? He can <laughs> he can do a really Batman good Batman that's true. Yeah, yeah he That's can do true. a very good Zangief impression. But uh, yeah, now are you doing any cons coming up, or do you do, do you do that kind of thing? There's not a lot of that here in Canada. I have to fly out <laughs> to do any. I, but I, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm, 
it's possible I could do well at cons. I don't know. I, I don't, just don't know enough about a lot of these cons. Uh, you know, I'd love to be able to go to some of them. That's for sure. But, uh, and I keep getting told to go to them. So I'm like, Oh, I guess so. I don't know. I just don't know how well I would do it. at a con. I would, you know? I would look at, I would look at something like a flashback weekend. They just, it just happened yeah. in, uh, like last, this last weekend, um, uh, in Chicago. And that way it's not, you know, that way you're not going too deep into the States and it's in, it's the only one of its kind. There isn't one like days of the dead where there's one in Indianapolis and Chicago and, and LA and all this stuff. Um, yeah. And our, our friend of the show, Jen Nangle, Queen Malvoya will be at the one in uh, LA. So that's kind of cool. Good for her. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's kind of like a, like, I don't know if you know who Sven Gulli is, but um no. Uh, he's a horror host in the. He started okay. in the Midwest, got on a network, and he's all over the country now. Um, he, hmm. him, and Joe Bob are friends, and they uh, did something. To, they did a panel together at Flashback. I had a buddy who wrote a book about horror sequels, and he sold out at Flashback. So that might be the con for you, is Flashback, because you know you're making flashback. stuff that's kind of got that retro vibe to it in a way, uh, and you know that, hmm. that's that's the one I prefer to days. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look into it more. I mean, yeah. it's going to cost me money to get there. <laughs> you got a whole year before yeah. the next one. So next it, one. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I remember I, I, cause when I went to days of the dead, I almost got into a fist fight with someone over, uh, <laughs> the last copy of, I spit on your grave on DVD with a Joe Bob commentary. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I like, uh, they knew I wanted it and they ran over there and grabbed it. And I was like, you son of a bitch. And I just like <laughs> me, you know, at the, at that time I was like 350 pounds and you want me really? running down. I'm, I'm six, four, three fifty. You want me running down the halls through a group of people? Like, no, just hand over the, I spit on your grave and everything will be okay. So <laughs> are you saying you would have given him the full Brynarski? <laughs> no, cause it would have been, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, man. oh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, we yeah, are talking like, about pretty much anything other than Dark's Place, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the way it always works. That's the way it always it's works. Just, the show is so hard to like try and break it, down. Like you could give the is. plot synopsis, and it's like people would just go, "What?" Yeah, so we yeah. kind of just talk about what we like about it. Everybody, and then... for the last episode next week, uh, please to come to the Discord, and you can watch along with me and JB and Jeff, and we make our little comments about it. And I mean, at one point in the episode, he says that he's he was flying to Norway and a storm kicked in and he had to land in Scotland, even though Scotland's <laughs> to the left of England. So he would, it's like, what? That's not what? geographically possible. It's going all over the place. Or, I mean, just because he shit talks Scotland, that's why the mist came in and he got out of it by giving them shortbread and an apology. <laughs> an apology. And you know, I want to. I want to. JB couldn't be with us, but I want to oh, yeah. give read, read JB's <laughs> reaction to the episode because I'm so, gonna. I'm gonna go hide under a blanket afterwards. So JB <laughs> says, and as far as my opinion on the episode, it's definitely not my favorite. I'll admit that, but I will say it's a very accurate representation of Scottish people. <laughs> so to the Scottish okay. people, I would like to apologize. JB yeah. does not speak for everyone here at Tales from the Podcast. <laughs> The, the the thoughts of, of Justin Bustle are those of <laughs> Justin Bustle alone. And they do not reflect Uncle Ron, Uncle Ron Cinema, Jeff from Skewered Universe Podcast, or uh, uh, Steve Merlot from, uh, I can't even read that, or say it out loud, 
Saquanda Films. Saquanda Films. <laughs> I got it right. Yay. Yes, so no, JB's no. on a whole see, and that's a it's a good thing he's not here because he'd be making a bunch of short people jokes and all this other kind of stuff, and it's he'd probably be talking with a ridiculous Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. Yep, that sounds about he, right. He would have been playing the bagpipes wearing a kilt. Yes. Does he play the bagpipes? I I have no idea, but I wouldn't put past really the try. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if he learned just to fuck with them. That would be so funny. I would learn the bagpipes just to play uh, Rod Stewart, uh, uh, you know, Married and Axe Murders. Uh, do you think I'm sexy? So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if you think I'm sexy, on you want my body. All you got to do is go. That was great. You know, I love that. <laughs> have, you, uh, have either of you ever watched any Red Letter Media? I have not. Oh. I've checked out a couple of things. They, I, you do have me watch the thing on Thunderpants, so... Oh yeah. Before they do a show called Best of the Worst, where they have three movies and they pick which is the best of the worst. Well, they did an episode on the movies: um, Bloody Birthday, uh, Psycho from Texas, which is just so bad, and um, Crazy Fat Ethel Two. Okay. Crazy. Only heard of one of those. Crazy Fat Ethel was shot on film. It was an actual movie, and it had this crazy fat woman who was just like going around killing people and and then in the but the sequel is made 50 percent up of it's like a silent night deadly night situation um, okay. the sequel has mainly footage from the original and the stuff that they filmed for the sequel was all shot on video so and they had the onboard mic audio because it was the air cooling uh the air cooling cameras <laughs> oh, no. that noise the the whole oh, man. Yeah, it was just it it was just so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> at, at least with at least with Silent Night Deadly Night 2, we got some good stuff out of the new stuff. It's garbage day. Yeah. Which I still have to see the second one. I've seen the first one. You I haven't seen the one. second one yet? I haven't seen the second one yet. Well, you've seen most of the second one if you've seen the first one. That's that is true. That's <laughs> what I know, and I've seen the majority of it. So funny. Uh, so let's let's let's, let's dive uh, back some. What was the first horror movie you ever saw? There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, like <laughs> I had I had to put that up real quick. What was the I'll first horror movie? What was the, the the movie that snagged you horror wise, Steve? The first movie that, that oh, snagged me horror wise probably Halloween. Um. I remember I was eight years old when Halloween four uh, came out. I wish I didn't see it, get to see the movie at the time, but I remember seeing the the TV trailers, the TV spots for it, and I'd never heard of Michael Myers before. I'd already heard of Jason. I'd heard of Freddy because they were kind of pretty popular in the eighties, and I just remember seeing the the that little TV spot for Halloween four, and I'm like, I like this guy more than Freddy and Jason. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought Michael Myers was way I had freakier looking, I would say. So, I mean, Halloween was probably the first horror movie that I wanted to uh, explore the the franchise. I'd I'd probably still say it's probably still my favorite franchise of all the the big horror franchises, even more more so than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But they've made a lot of bad movies in that franchise. They've made a lot of bad Halloweens too, though. They've well, made a lot of bad made, Halloweens, but they've made they've made 
more good Halloweens than they have good Texas Chainsaw sequels. I agree. I that and that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite horror film of all time, but Halloween's my favorite franchise for sure. Like my my favorite horror film is Dawn of the Dead from '78, but my favorite franchise is Friday the Thirteenth. Ah, okay. Yeah. See, franchise for me is Friday the Thirteenth. Then my favorite horror movie is Day of the Dead. Yeah, because you're one of those creeps that Romero talked about. You're like one of those hey, fools that really like Yeah, You got to watch I'll, the episode of Joe Bob where he has Lori Cardill and Terry Alexander and... I watched it. I watched you it. did? Wasn't it great? Yes. It was... it was great. And then at the end, he gets eaten alive while he's singing goodbye to everybody. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. To see them and... And Terry Alexander doesn't age. No, he just has gray now. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. I honestly didn't think the uh, he Irish or Scottish. I think remember. he's Irish. I couldn't remember his name now, but I didn't think he was still around. <laughs> he did not. I, I, he he, I thought he had died. Now, yeah. are, you a big, are you a big Romero fan at all, Steve? Or is that kind I'll of? I'll be honest. Zombie movies do nothing for me. I've tried, even the original uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. And the remake of Night of the Living, they they just don't, they've never done anything for me. But you know, <laughs> I'll watch it, but and I don't mind them. I just, I have a hard time getting into them. I have like, I, I have a hard time like really getting into them. But everybody well, I, loves them. I'm like, yeah, I, just, I know people who are like that, so it's not, it's not that big a deal. Man. Zombies and and like paranormal stuff, ghosts and stuff that those kinds of things really don't do a lot for me. Yeah, I'm not a big paranormal person at all. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, and the thing I think you, you know, you mentioned Jay, uh, Michael's mask just being creepier. I think that this, the way that reason Michael's mask can be creepier than Freddie and Jason is because it's blank. So our own subconscious mm -hmm. puts something on there to make yeah. it creepy. That, I or agree. we all subconsciously just hate William Shatner. <laughs> I I love the Shat man. He's a fellow Canadian, so you know it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's he's a, he is a terrible actor, but you know, I still love him nonetheless. You know. You know what's funny though is I actually didn't mind him in The Devil's Reign. I haven't seen that. So yeah, he was actually know. surprisingly good in that. That's where they got the mask. Uh, that's like they say it's a Star Trek mask, but the way that it looks, it's got to be from his his part in Devil's Reign because he had a part where there was, he didn't have any eyes and it looks just like a Michael Myers mask. Yeah. Oh, really? it, it really does. When you see that, if you ever see a still of it, it definitely looks like that Myers mask. And the first time I saw it, which was not too long ago when Joe Bob had it on and I was like, huh. And I was wondering if maybe they got a hold of some of the stuff that they used to create the prosthetics and to make that mask and just went, Oh, we'll slap a Star Trek label on it and say it's from that. Because you never I mean, know. Star Trek people will buy anything. It, so. Star Trek. Yeah. Hold on, I found the picture. I'm gonna bring it up found here. The picture. Yeah, I'm interested to see it now. What year did that movie come out, though? Oh God, that was Devil's Reign was seventy seventy five. Seventy five. Okay. Yeah. A few years before. A few years before Halloween, and a few years after Star Trek. So. Exactly. So let me find a way to. Oh, here we go. This is how you do it. And uh, there it is. And here we go. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. 
Hmm. Could be. Could be. That's a disturbing image. Still. It really is. Well, you know what's even more disturbing is Ernest Borgnine as the goat guy. And him being so good at it. Yeah, he was really good in it. Dude, oh that was the, that was the most afraid I've ever been of Ernest Borgnine. Well, I mean, I'm usually afraid of him when it, when we're by a buffet, <laughs> but I mean this oh, and this is the movie funny. where this is the movie where John Travolta found out about um uh, Scientology. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I know. Oh wow. Yeah. I gotta got see a this small now. part. He's got a very it's small part in the movie. Yeah. It's on Tubi. And here I'll bring up I'll bring up uh I'll bring up uh, the goat man uh from Devil's Reign here. This is it's a really good makeup for a B movie. And that's uh, Ernest Borgnine. That is pretty good for a B movie. I wish we could have had more makeup uh, on Grandpa in our film, you know, because, you know, we tried to hide his face a little bit in, in uh, Sawyer Massacre. But, uh, yeah, Les was a little younger than Grandpa's supposed to be. <laughs> Still did a great job, though. And you got you to gotta do whatever you can. They, yeah. they say you got to uh, uh, hide the, uh, the weak points and accentuate the high points. Exactly. <laughs> I think gotta, we did okay. <laughs> I think we yeah, did no, okay with it. But, you know. I mean, you said yourself you're getting a lot of... Uh, now, because it's a fan... Let me ask you this. Because it's a fan film, legally, are you allowed to sell DVDs and Blu-rays of it or no? Uh, not for profit. It has to go... It has to pay for stuff that, that uh, costs money in the film. So, yeah, I can't legally make any money. Uh, I have sold a couple of uh, Blu-rays, I think, after the Indiegogo campaign ended, but I, I was still in the hole. So uh, I think I'm still in the hole, but I have to go check my numbers again. <laughs> but, yeah, you make a fan film, you're you're going to, you know, you're, you make any film at the indie level, you're probably going to end up in the hole. Just so yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> I totally, I totally I'm in the hole. Uh, it's, but it's, I'm not too bad in the hole. I'm not too badly in the hole. I'm, you know. But you love what you do, so that ends up it, yeah. it, it, it cancels each other out. Exactly. And yeah. you're following your passion, so that's that's what's. Oh yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can't ask for more. No, I mean you could, but who's really listening? Hopefully Ev everybody. Every, I like every money. device that you like to have a little bit. <laughs> my well, my Google's not listening anymore because <laughs> no, because we got we went and we got new modem and new router and um I can't get my my home to connect to it. So oh, no. <laughs> it was a piece oh, of crap no. anyway, so I'll probably just get an Alexa or something. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not bad. Yeah, why I've not? had a couple of them here around the house, but is that just so you can <laughs> yell from one room to your wife in the other <laughs> Like, like when Peter Sellers was working in his office and <laughs> his wife gets a telegram and the telegram says, bring me a cup of tea, Peter. No, no, I haven't used it for that. I've thought about it, but I haven't used it for that. Mostly just for reminders and certain things. But Sure, sure. Yeah. But all right. Or everybody. use it as a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, I, think that <laughs> might, I think that might be it for the episode tonight because uh, Dark Place is dark place uh so don't forget to check <laughs> yeah. out steve on indiegogo uh the link is going to be in the show notes and it's right here if you need to see it if you have to have visuals because you're a visual learner uh where else can people find you steve 
Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Steve Merlo can follow me there. Uh, Instagram. I got one for this. I got an Instagram for the Sawyer Massacre at Chainsaw underscore Sawyer, and one for Unseen at underscore Unseen dot movie. Follow me there. Follow. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is just my name under here, Saquanda Films. Uh, what I'm on the I'm on the the, the X now. <laughs> it's called ah. X. Um. And follow, follow me on Mass, Massacre, Massacre Sawyer, I believe, something like that. I can't even remember. I'm, I'm not even on going on Twitter anymore. I'm like, I don't know. I don't like it now. Sorry. Yeah. But, you know, you can find me on there. You can find it. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. You never know. And uh, you can find out, you can find all Jeff's stuff at Skewered Universe on the uh, iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. And what's yeah, that? all that stuff. You can uh, go to our website, skewerdhead.com. we got a blog over there. You can listen to the show. And recently I was on my friend Paul's show, Invasion of the Podcast, where we talked about the Twisted Metal series. So go check that out as well. That's out now. I still need to watch that. Cool. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I know a woman who said she wants to actually wants to sleep with Samoa Joe after watching that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If so Moa Joe is one of the best parts of this show. If you look at uh, Joe and you get turned on, I'm right here. <laughs> we have a similar body type. But uh, but yeah, so okay. And then you can find new ep- uh, the first episode, the premiere episode of Uncle Ron Cinema is going to debut uh, on the 18th. And I'll be showing the film Five Minutes to Live starring Johnny Cash. Kay Forrester and Vic Tabak from Alice. Remember the show Alice, everybody? No, probably not. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. He was I there. remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but this peppered farm remembers. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be fun. And uh you can find me at Uncle Ron, I'm UncleRon.com. And uh yeah, good times. So with that said, don't forget to go to talesfromthepodcast.com. Yeah, yeah. You're already here, but don't go to talesfromthepodcast.com. Get a copy of Tales from Tales of Shock and Terror, issue number hey, one. Remember, JB put it in our contracts. We had to say it at least once. Or kind of contract? I mean, I didn't sign it, sign it, but no, I, I didn't sign Jeff. No, no, you didn't sign it at all. No, no, that's good to know, but. Oh. Uh, I want to thank I want to thank our guest Steve Merlo so much for being yes, here. Yes, thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure. And <laughs> Thanks for uh, having me, I, guys. I, and uh, I guess you got to do your thing with the arm. I don't, I don't know which outro to use, but I think I I'll just pick one. I know which one. Is I it the top it. one? It's the top one. Okay, I, I'm already there. So, all but right. Uh, all right, bet with that, the crypt is closed. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> <laughs>